Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 377 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life today, her food, and maybe food is not enough. What? Well, before we dive into this terrific show, just know that this episode is made possible by Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y.com. Why is this important? Because they make a slew of marvelous products just for women, like the Once Daily Woman Multivitamin. It even addresses hair, skin, nails, digestion, and, whoa, also healthy eye support. We love this. We want all of that. Why? Because we, we have unique needs as women, and we want to make certain that we're not just taking some generic something out there. We want something where science has proven that we need to address these issues of hair, skin, nails, digestion, eye support. So important. All right? So all you have to do is run on over to solaray.com and learn more. Okay, now, here's your first reminder, please, to click on to iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show. I love your feedback, and we use it. Count on it. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her ask you something kind of provocative out there in the in the her podcast land do you really think honestly that you are hitting it with your nutrition that when people say strive for five you know the beautiful five colors of fruits and vegetables that you're nailing it that you're getting all the whole foods you need that you're eliminating trash from your diet you know what it is Um, Are you really doing all of that? What's interesting is that a majority of the public says that, well, they think they're getting it. And then when scrutinized, as it turns out, the mass majority are not able to achieve those nutritional goals. And they've been kicked around forever and a day. So we're going to talk today about this issue of when food is not enough, you know, and and what that really means. And of course, by definition, it's Chef Abby Gelman, our culinary nutritionist par excellence, who is here to banter with me about this entire Um, subject because she's got the street creds and the credentials to be able to speak to this both as a chef, uh, as a registered dietitian, and also um, someone with a master's degree in nutrition. She totally gets it. Chef Abby, welcome on board. Yay! Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back. Oh, man. So here's the deal. All you and I have seen forever is kind of like a national shaming And the shaming is, what? What? You don't cook all your meals? 
<laughs> well, you know, from scratch and, you know, using all natural whole food ingredients. <gasps> Shock. Shock and, and shame, guilt, and blame on you, girlfriend, um, or boyfriend yes. for that matter, that you're not doing any of that stuff. And um, yet people think that they're eating healthfully, but we know through uh, scholarly uh, studies that they're not. And that includes work mm-hmm. done by the USDA and others. So what's with the shaming thing? You know, it's interesting as, you know, people are cooking more, which is great. Um, Taking a more of an interest in their health and ways to be healthy, also wonderful and great. Um, But through that, and also kind of the prevalence of information overload out there in the news and the media and social media and all the things, people tend to glom on to certain things they heard or what worked for them and all the other things. And it becomes this shame spiral, right? Like I do this, why aren't you doing that? Or, Oh, I didn't have enough time in the day and I should be doing all these things for myself or my family. And between people shaming themselves or putting guilt on themselves and other people shaming other others outside of themselves about not doing enough or not doing the right things, it's kind of blown up into this, you know, almost a, if you don't do certain things, then you're looked at as, as not good enough or not trying hard enough with your food. There's no question about that. And there's new research now that shows that, um, honestly, the mass majority of Americans are not indeed getting all of the nutrients and vitamins they need for a lot of reasons. There was a Pew Foundation study that Um, was published, and they found all kinds of interesting statistics here. And uh, they said that 54% of Americans say that compared with 20 years ago, that people in the U.S. pay more attention to eating habits, you know, um, and and trying to eat healthfully today. Um, and, And that's good. That's to your point about the cooking and the rest of it. But that being said... Um, the same number of Americans also say eating habits, despite the fact that we're more aware, being aware is great. Step one, awareness, but step two, you got to do something with it. So, um, about the same percentage, the majority of Americans say eating habits in the United States are less healthy than they were 20 years ago. So we know more, we're a little smarty pants people. But but our eating habits have not improved. And, and there's just a small minority who say their eating habits are healthier today. Right. Um, and so wh- what's going on with that disconnect? What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting, right? I think people are working more or busier just by the nature of technology, right? We can you know, 20 years ago, I didn't have a cell phone, but now people can get a hold of me any time of day. Um, and I think society has become more hurried. Um, there's more rushing and busyness and, and you know, grabbing and going and from one place to the other and all the things. And I think part of that change has made it more difficult to sit down and have a meal, 
Um, think about the food that you're putting in, in front of yourself, what you're eating. There's a lot more um, hurriedness about it. So there's less attention to detail. So you might also be thinking you're doing something healthier, but actually what you're grabbing could be at a restaurant and have a lot of sugar and salt and other things in it. Um, you know, kind of, we could have come up with a bunch of examples here, but I think just the lifestyle is very different today versus 20 years ago. And that has had a huge negative effect on our um, eating habits for sure. I don't think there's any question about that. And, and now we know uh, that 92% of the population is suffering from at least one mineral or vitamin deficiency based on the dietary reference intakes. And so we have an entire country that's kind of overfed, lots of calories, but where are they coming from? Oh no, not ultra processed foods. And then it's interesting, you're overfed, but you're undernourished. And, and, and I think people need to really you know, wrap their heads around that um, because I think a lot of people say, well, she certainly looks well-fed. No, she's actually overweight or obese, and she got the mass majority of those calories from ultra-processed foods. Um, and so uh, now we're taking a step back and saying, well, well, wait a minute. What about nutrient deficiencies? Where is this coming from? I mean, surely I bought a bunch of food that was organic and all the rest of it. But now we have this whole issue of why is food not enough? Because to your point, we live in a different world. We live in a very different world. Um, so is the soil the same? The answer is absolutely not. Why don't you speak to that? Yeah, sure. So um, there's something called topsoil, which is the the top layer of the you know the nutrient dense layer of soil that grows all of our you know, our crops are grown in. So over the last 50 years, we've lost about 80% of that topsoil in the U.S. Um, just some of it due to chemicals, some of it due to over farming the same crops over and over in the same place, some to permaculture, but just over time. The mineral density has decreased, um, the, it effect, which affects the protein content. It affects the minerals that are in the foods themselves. Um, and so if you look at some sort of vegetable, for example, that you farmed 50 years ago and you compare it to the same one today, it's going to have a different nutrient profile just due to that soil degradation. Okay. So if that's really true... Um, then what does that say about our food right now? So if the, say for instance, trace mineral density has decreased over time, and this includes everything from manganese to zinc to copper and, and nickel, those are important. Protein content has declined 30 to 50%, um, say for instance in corn, um, while starch has increased, um, and this is, data from 1920 to 2001. Magnesium, so important, that is found in vegetables and wheat, declined by nearly 25% over the course of 50 years from 1930s to the 1980s. Um, and the actual decline, if you bring it up uh, 
to today is obviously much greater. What does that mean about our diet? I mean, it's it's kind of like looking, and we'll, we can talk about this also, but looking at a label or a, looking up the nutrition facts of a tomato or a zucchini and saying, oh, I'm getting 100% of that. And you're not. You're not getting 100% of that. And what you find online, for example, of the nutrition facts for that item may not be what is really reflected in the food that you're consuming. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously it's going to affect um, the amount of uh, nutrients um, and minerals, basically vitamins and minerals that people pick up in their diet. So here's a little factoid. Nine out of 10 Americans um, are potassium deficient. Where's a great place to pick up potassium? Avocado. Yep. Banana. <laughs> nana. Nana and avocado. We love that. Yes. Okay, seven out of 10 Americans are calcium deficient. 50% of Americans are vitamin A, C, and magnesium deficient. I mean, look at those numbers. It's not like, you know, like small little inconsequential numbers these are huge numbers you know and it just blows my mind so really in summary in the last 50 years we've lost about 80 percent of the topsoil in this country just due to um all of the things we've been doing to it permaculture over farming the same crops chemicals we spray on crops obviously affect nutrients so what what's a girl to do right what's a girl to do make us feel better so what do we do well we uh get supplements <laughs> and i love that well now whoa whoa here we go you said the word supplement now you know your classic rd will go will shake a little finger at you and say no everything has to come from whole food you should be in the kitchen cooking, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and um, a lot of shame, blame, and guilt yeah. uh, for people who yeah. you know don't do that. I think it's time to stop here and pause. Yeah. And what we need to do is have a reality check with people's lifestyles mm-hmm. um, and the reality of how impractical it is for a lot of people to be hanging out in the kitchen for a long time when they're holding down one or two jobs, when they're caregiving endlessly, when they're just happy to wedge in something to eat um, throughout the day. And the last thing they want to feel is shame, blame, and guilted about the fact that uh, they didn't pull off a Julia Child that day. So to that end... And knowing that even our topsoil, where all of this is grown in the first place, is not the same as it was, is not optimal as it was uh, 20 years ago, then maybe it's time to just stop the shame, blame, and guilting and get real and just say, we got your back. Why don't we just please um, help you um, by providing 
the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that you require without you having to stress over it. Also, you know, the macroeconomics of the times um, are making it very difficult for people um, to really score all the food they need because now you walk away from the grocery store, you just spent 400 bucks where last, you know, two months ago, you spent 250. Like what? What just happened? So there's a lot of that going on too. You know, it is a financial issue, so we have to make it accessible. So if we're going to say that supplements at a high um, credibility and um, uh, ex level of excellence um, are going to help us, let's look at what that equivalency is. If you were to have a supplement versus what? So let's let's talk about that. What would it look like? Like for instance, yeah. everyone says kale is so, you know, healthy. Well, <laughs> what about that? It is healthy, but um, you know, I'm a dietitian and a chef. I cook almost every day, but I am not perfect, and I. I, I, I can't eat enough kale or everything else. It would take 50 cups of kale to have the amount of um, serving of magnesium that you need in a day. And I don't want to eat 50 cups of kale. I don't think you do either, but mate, is there anybody out there? Raise your hand if you're listening and you want to eat 50 cups of kale. No, not, not in the near future. <laughs> the answer is no. So magnesium, you know, we've talked about that now. It's really important, but in order to eat enough and absorb enough, you know, it's that 50 cups of kale or, you know, five cups of quinoa or, you know, a trough of figs, <laughs> you know, pick one. Uh, well, like 61 figs and 10 <laughs> yep. cups of blackberries. I yep. mean, you know, honestly, people can also uh, get this um, with um, a serving of a supplement of magnesium uh, glycinate. And, uh, you know, the sponsor for our um, podcast is Solaray. And uh, so I'm just going to kind of divert to them because they're the, they really, quite frankly, um, are really looking at this whole issue of when food is not enough in a very, very realistic way so that there's no shame, blaming, and guilting. Instead, it's more like, can we help you fill in some gaps here so that you have optimal health as you, as a woman, ages? And, and so, you know, obviously they make an excellent uh, magnesium uh, glycinate, um, and it's really important to know that this is a very important um, uh, vital nutrient that we need. Uh, it helps us with sleep and, and, and with muscles, and it's, it's important in our lives. And we don't talk enough about it, and we certainly are not eating enough food off times to be able to bring up our levels of magnesium. We already know that they're, they're lower than normal uh, by all of the... Uh, surveys and assessments that have been done out there. How about one of my favorite things, and that is I'm all about 
the friends with benefits and mm -hmm. those um is your beautiful wonderful microbiome yep. now i've been told that all you got to do is have a little bit of yogurt and you should be good to go is that true <laughs> chef abby no i mean have the yogurt we want to eat as much as we can in that fermented food category especially something like greek yogurt but um the amount of live probiotic friends with benefits which i love that you call it you can find 50 billion of them if you take a microbiome um, probiotic supplement um, which will help with your gi tract your stomach digestion you know going to the bathroom all the things we want to run smoothly right um, and just one serving of yogurt every day is is not going to give you as much as you could be using productively, I guess. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is it doesn't have 50 billion right. live cultures with 24 straights for optimal women's support. Mm -hmm. You know, these are important bacteria and such that uh, are very, very um, integral to the optimal health of our um, gut in general. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a great product called My, M-Y, Crobiome, Microbiome, and as a probiotic to be able to give you um, the 50 billion live cultures. You, you get several strains in yogurt, but you sure as heck don't get the 50 billion live cultures with mm -hmm. the 24 strains um, for, for women's, um, support. So that's another little thing. Um, you know, of course, everyone yells and screams about vitamin C. All right. What's, mm -hmm. what's that about vitamin C? Well, it's become very popular in COVID times because it helps to support immunity. Um, so we all want to make sure we get enough vitamin C for, for that purpose alone. Um, and it's, you know, you can get it from lots of different sources, but again, the amount that is required, you would have to eat something like 12 oranges in order to get the equivalent amount that you need on a regular basis. All right. And so obviously, um, you know, a time release vitamin C with rose hips um, mm -hmm. and acerola would be phenomenal and that's kind of yep. what the supplement has um in yeah. the solar ray line so that looks pretty good um you know yep. talk to us about uh cognitive everyone's worried about their mind mm. um and mm -hmm. so you know are we getting enough foods to be able to um help us maintain sharp focus say for instance yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I I take a supplement for um, that's that's called Sharp Mind by Soul Ray, and it has um, things in it that, like mushrooms. So mushrooms have become very popular, both as a powder and you know just themselves to eat fresh. And lion's mane are known for their cognitive abilities and there's been a lot of research around their effect on um, mental health and depression and anxiety and just cognitive abilities over time and there's 
you know, you would have to have two pounds of these fresh lion's mane mushrooms to get the amount that is in the solar ray sharp mind focus um, capsule, for example. I see. Okay. So we got that. The other thing that's really important for people to understand um, is how is that um, supplement being delivered to your body? And, you know, when you pop um, a supplement in your mouth and you want to be able, you know, you say, wow, it says um, a, a thousand, two thousand, whatever um, milligrams of vitamin C, say, for instance, or um, anything else along that line. Are you actually getting all of that in your body? Well, as it turns out, the answer is no because there, there are breakdown processes that take place in the gut, really starting with the stomach and the gastric juices. And if you can you know, make it past the gastric juices, where basically you have acid, um, and then into the gut it goes, uh, are you really getting 100%? The answer is no. And this has been proven time and time again. So you're looking at anywhere between, gosh, 50% to 90% based upon the dose of the supplement um, and uh, what the what the actual uh, vitamin or mineral is. And so it's, you know, the vitamins are the ones that really degrade big time. So when you take a multiple vitamin and all the rest of it, are you really getting what you need? So there's a, there's right. a new preparation that you and I were made aware of, and it's um, in the process mm -hmm. of being studied at several universities um, with the preliminary data looking quite promising, and that is um, something called liposomal. Now, what the heck is liposomal? That, that really is <laughs> a preparation where you have a lipid bilayer that surrounds the particular vitamin. And what that does, it protects the nutrients from early breakdown so you can have enhanced absorption over time, which is very cool. And this also tends to be more gentle on uh, your stomach, so it's gentle digestion. Um, and, yeah. uh, it protects the nutrients from degradation early on. So you can get what we now call more high potency. So look out mm -hmm. for that liposomal preparation, um, of, of vitamins and also minerals, you know, for instance, um, there'll be some new products that, uh, will be, um, addressing iron, for instance, um, iron, as it turns out, does very, very well in a liposomal bilayer. Um, and it's, what your body does then is A, protect it from that kind of GI upset people get from iron. Mm -hmm. And as well, it also um, allows you to have enhanced absorption. So instead of just getting 50% or 60%, you're now getting you know closer to 100%. So that's another really cool thing to do too. So why are we drilling down into all this craziness? Why are we doing this? <laughs> well, we're doing that because 
We wanna, you know, we want all of you out there to know that you don't have to feel shame, blame, and guilted anymore. That we get it. We we 100% get the fact that honestly, you know, you're you're going to have imperfect days. So actually, celebrate the days when you can hit the kitchen and really nail it. Mm-hmm. But on the days you can't, you know, it's really important to maintain supplements. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, again, I can't even reiterate it enough. I am supposed to be doing this for a living. And there is, I, I don't think I have any perfect days. I just can't even cook that much or eat that much food. It's just not possible. So a supplement is to support or supplement, you know, whatever healthy-ish diet we're able to manage or lifestyle. So it's, it's in the name. I love it. Okay. Any other thoughts about this whole issue of when food is not enough? I get asked a lot about absorption. So I want to just touch on that briefly. Um, I think people believe that they're absorbing 100% of what that label says. But there are things that happen, nutrition synergies or just the way our body is that don't allow 100% absorption. So for example, our body can't absorb more than 500 milligrams of calcium at one time. So you might have a smoothie that has 1,500 milligrams of calcium. You think you're getting all that you need for your day and you're fighting osteoporosis, but your body will only take the max that it's allowed to take and then the rest is gone. So if you ate it all at one time, you're still missing out because your body can't absorb everything at once. Or um, you eat something like uh, beans that have iron in them. You were just talking about iron. But that plant-based iron, we don't absorb very well. And if you pair it with vitamin C, that unlocks it a little bit so we can absorb it better. But if you're just eating plain beans or you don't have anything that has vitamin C in it at the same time, then you're not really absorbing as much of the iron as you might think you are. So I kind of just want to make sure people get that part of it too. I love that. And, and, you know, that really enhances everything we've just been saying about availability. You know, the other thing that um, we haven't mentioned is vitamin D. And vitamin Mm, D, mm -hmm. you know, there's no question. Globally, people are um, vitamin D deficient. Globally, they're vitamin D deficient. And that's occurring for a whole lot of reasons, um, Mm -hmm. some of which were not fully... Uh, understanding, but surely there are, you know, uh, situations where it's more difficult for the body to transfer sunlight into uh, the active form of vitamin D and for it to really, you know, hit the receptors and and, uh, deliver the vitamin D that you need. And so Mm -hmm. um, another myth is that, you know, if I could just... uh, grab 15 minutes in the sun today, I'm good. The answer is no. Yeah. What I encourage everyone to do out there is to go to your doctor and have your vitamin D level, um, it's a blood test, done, so that you know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to keep it up 
Um, and um, I really uh, think that for sure uh, at, at 30, um, when you read that number, 30 is uh, the absolute lowest number. I would um, take it to 50, even 60, but 50 is a nice even number um, because uh, I'll tell you why. Vitamin D is just so terribly important for your immune system. It's also a great cancer fighter. Um, and in view of what happened with COVID, um, I don't think there's any question that vitamin D, you know, hopped up there um, on center stage as one of the most important vitamins to stay on top of. And so um, this is a simple little you know, uh, ampule that you take, just the easiest thing to swallow in the world, um, based upon your blood level and um, experimenting over the course of, say, 60 to 90 days um, to see whether or not, you know, you're, you've got a better level or not. I think something like that is very important for people to address. So vitamin D also is exceptionally important in this whole host of nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that we've been talking about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's also, you know, vitamin D is hard to get from food. Yeah, it's very hard. And you have to really pay attention to the food source because a lot of them have to stay on it, vitamin D. And some of it's a supplement. So if you have orange juice, the vitamin D in orange juice would be a supplement. Others you might find in mushrooms, but the mushrooms have to be grown and treated with UV light. So they would say on the package, you know, grown and treated with UV light or contains vitamin D. Awesome. That has fantastic. All right. So here we are. I hope we made everyone out there in the Herb Podcast land feel a little bit better about the fact that, hey, who's perfect? Um, and that really the nutrition industry is now moving to a place where they're really trying to fill gaps um, with a compassionate understanding of the fact that our lives are nuts um, and that mm -hmm. it's just very difficult on a regular and routine basis um, to get all of the vital nutrients, minerals, and vitamins that we need. And so I think there is a definite role um, that supplements play. And uh, I hope that our little discussion here has really helped you understand that uh, supplementation most definitely has a role in your life and just be very strategic mm -hmm. and um you know uh, careful about how you how you do that you know you might want to sit down with your registered dietitian um or healthcare provider and have a conversation about that after you get your vitamin d level and honestly you can even now get an entire um array of your vitamin levels um, this is now available on most um, lab testing, um, and that includes minerals. Um, for instance, doctors check for iron levels um, on a routine basis with women who still menstruate and um, may be a little short on um, uh, iron, and they want to monitor that yeah. over time. That's been a very common thing. So um, we're now mm -hmm. entering a new world where we're going to be smarter about 
our own vitamins, minerals, and nutrients in our body, monitoring them and making sure that they're optimized. And that is the lesson today. What do you say, Chef Abby? Yes. It's a great, all great lesson. Okay. Well, I'm loving it too. So everyone out there, we have had a blast with this marvelous session, really discussing the whole issue of when food is not enough. So now take a minute, run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show because I'm waiting to hear from you. And why is that? It's because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, the host of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all of the major platforms. Hey, listen, thanks for listening today. Okay, stay safe and stay well.